This is Bill Goodwin, inviting all you servicemen and women to enjoy another pleasant visit with George Burns and Gracie Allen, our tenor Jimmy Cash, and Felix Mills and his orchestra. And now, meet the people who live in the Burns house, George and Gracie. Oh, um, uh, Mrs. Regan, yes? I just remembered something. I'm completely broke. Could you pass... I'd be glad to lend you some, Makushla, but I'm in the same fix myself. I sent the last penny I had to me brother so he could get himself some glasses. Oh, how sweet. Yes. The poor fellow got tired of drinking out of bottles. <laughs> well, if we don't get some money, neither one of us will get the hat. Oh, if only Mr. Byrne weren't so tight, sisters. Oh, Mrs. Regan, George is a big spender. When we were in Broadville together, we used to pool our salaries. And many's the week he spent so much money on me that we got clear down to his salary. <laughs> then why not ask him for money to buy the hat? I did. But he wouldn't give it to me because I've already overspent my budget. Oh, why, why don't you try a bit of blind? You mean... Flatter the little rat? Sure. <laughs> Flattery will work on any red-blooded man. It might even work on your husband. <laughs> well, Mrs. Regan, that's a wonderful idea. I, I, I'll get the money if... Here he comes down the stairs. Good morning, Mrs. Regan. Good morning, Gracie. George! George, don't move. Huh? Stand there and let me look at you. Oh! You're so incredibly handsome. I am? Oh, if only I were a sculptor. Let the others make statues of Apollo and Mercury and Hercules. You're the man I want to chisel. <laughs> oh, Gracie, I oh, didn't... How do they ever pack so much man into one body? When I stop and realize that you're mine, all mine, it just frightens me. Oh, honey. Uh, how does great big gorgeous attractive you ever come to marry itty bitty gorgeous attractive me? Look, Gracie. Oh, come on, hot lips. Tell me you love me. I love you. Oh, no. Now, uh, put some feeling into it. I love you. Uh, do you really, darling? Yes. That's good. Um, um, George. No, you can't have the hat. <laughs> but George. Flatter flattery will get you no place. Flattery, I was telling the truth, wasn't I, Mrs. Regan? That she was, Mr. Burns. You're a man with the shimmering beauty of Killarney in your face. And a twinkle of the stars over the emerald isle in your eyes. And your voice, oh, your voice is like the sound of the wind blowing through the shamrocks. And, uh, oh, no, no, I can't do it, Gracie, I can't do it. It would finish me in Ireland. <laughs> I thought so. So it was flattery and Mrs. Regan was in on it. But, John... Look, honey, you don't have to flatter me to get things. I don't? Of course not. When you want something, just come right out and ask me. That's the way to get it. All right. George, can I have a new hat? No. <laughs> I like the other way better. I felt I was getting someplace. No hat. Huh? No hat, no. <laughs> George, why, do you want to, why don't you want to buy me a new hat? 
course, you always get such ridiculous, outlandish hats. I do not. You do, too. What would you say if I came home with a derby that had a flagpole sticking through the crown and two toy jeeps racing around the brim? George, that sounds darling. Where did you see? Oh, stop. <laughs> Jimmy Cash, our young tenor, sings for you the romantic ballad, The Day After Forever. Jimmy? All day tomorrow, I'll be whispering your name, and the day after forever, I know. about what I did, and I want to apologize. 
What did you do? Oh, I deliberately flattered you to try to get a new hat. I feel stupid as saying to myself. Well, don't feel stupid. Oh, it was a low, mean, vulgar thing to do. Oh, honey. I hate myself for such sneaking, underhanded, vile trickery. I didn't mind. I'll tell you something, it almost worked. One more compliment, and I'd have given in. You're incredibly handsome, All John. right. <laughs> that's, uh, that's no way to get things. Ah, you're right, George. Flattery never works. Now, let's say, for an example, that I wanted to ask you to let me use the car this morning. Don't waste your breath. The last time you had the car, you got a ticket for parking in front of a fireplace. Parking? That policeman ought to be ashamed. All I did was stop for a wave, and he gave me a ticket. That does seem unfair. Where did you stop for the wave? At my regular beauty shop. <laughs> forget about the car. Well, I'm not asking for it. But if I were asking for it, I'd forget flattery and just appeal to your intelligence. Right. Because you're too clever for flattery. Certainly. The way to appeal to a busy, brainy man like you is... Is just ask for the car honestly, and you'll say, well, sure, Gracie, take it. Absolutely. Oh, thank you, John. Now, wait a minute. Now, 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 you promised. Look, honey, I don't mind you taking the car when it's necessary, but you're not a good driver. Harry Morton next door says you ruined his elm tree backing out of the driveway. Oh, that's a man for you, exaggerating. I ran over one teensy, tiny little branch clear at the top of the tree. <laughs> How could you run over a branch at the top of the tree? The tree was lying across our driveway. Well, didn't you see it? Well, how could I? It wasn't lying there until I hit it. <laughs> Look, honey, I'm going to let you use the car this morning because I denied you the new hat. But try and... and... By the way, uh, what do you want the car for? Well, I want to buy some bananas and some cherries and avocados and some vegetables and maybe a pheasant. Well, that sounds like essential marketing. Sure, and I'll leave some money. Okay, here you are. And now, honey, drive carefully. Keep your hands on the wheel, your foot on the brake, your mouth closed, your ears open, and your eyes on the road. Is it all right if my nose just hangs there and rests? <laughs> Never mind being flipped. Just see that you have the car back here by noon without a scratch on it. All right, dear. Well, I guess that's finished our shopping, Mrs. Regan. I parked the car right over here. Oh, tell me, Gracie, darling, how did you ever manage to get the car and money, too? Oh, I told George I wanted to buy bananas and cherries and avocados and vegetables and a pheasant. But uh, you didn't buy those things. I bought everything but the pheasant. <laughs> Couldn't find a hat with a pheasant on it. <laughs> sure, and I'd hate to be married to you, Kushner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would be much fun for me either, Mrs. Reagan. <laughs> oh, well, here's our car. Oh, will George be surprised to see us home without a scratch on the car? Did you see that? That park car ran right into it. <laughs> Gracie, darling, you, you backed into it, and you bent your back fender so it looks like a pretzel. Hello, Mrs. Byrne. Are you 
having trouble. Oh, hello, Mr. Postman. You girls seem to be on a bender. <laughs> I made a little joke. <laughs> well, I guess you're not in the mood for levity. Well, I'm afraid not, Mr. Postman. Uh, do you think there's much damage done? Well, your rear bumper is out of shape, if you'll pardon the expression. <laughs> Did I, I, I hurt the other car? A little, but don't worry about it. I know the old biddy who owns it. She's a sourpuss. Oh, but I should pay for any damage. Oh, no, don't pay a penny to the old battle axe. Let, let her ask her husband for the money. Well, all right. Who does the car belong to? My wife. <laughs> My Mrs. Burns. Well, Gracie, I backed the car into the garage for you. Oh, thank you, Bill. Anything to keep George from seeing that back fender. Yeah, you really folded it up all right. Well, this has taught me a lesson, Bill. I hereby solemnly swear that I will never lie or deceive my husband again as long as I live. Unless I'm positive it'll work. <laughs> hey, here comes George up to walk now. Uh-oh. And... He's here for the car. Well, well, calm down, Gracie. Maybe I can square this whole thing for you. I have a little idea. Say, Gracie, who backed the car into the garage? Why, um, I did, didn't I, Bill? Sure. Really? I didn't know you were that good. Oh, yes. I back into lots of things that you don't know about. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're improving. I'm going to drive down to the office now. Goodbye, dear. Oh, uh, Goodbye. Oh, Bill, what if he sees the family? Leave everything to me, Gracie. Wait a minute, George. Uh, say, George, you mind dropping me at Hollywood and Vine? I, I gotta pick up a cute little girl there at three o'clock. Bill, I don't go to Hollywood and Vine. I go to Wilshire and La Brea. Oh. Well, okay, I'll pick one up there at three o'clock. <laughs> running right into the side of the garage. Back up. Huh? Come on, back up, back up. Okay. More, George, more. Come on. Father. Oh! You smacked the whole back end of the car. <laughs> what? I barely cut Oh, the... come on. Let's get out and look at the damage. Oh, murder, George. Look what you've done. Gee, I can't believe it. Fender is folded up like an accordion. Gracie will never let me live this down. You're not kidding. Bill, is there maybe some way that you could make Gracie believe that she did this? What? You want me to stoop to deceit and trickery? <laughs> Well, I... You want me to make someone who didn't do this believe they did? Well, I... I'm surprised at you, George. Well, forget it. Shame forget on it. you. I won't do all it. All right, all right. You dirty person. All right, I am.
very elusive. I've looked everywhere and still can't find it. I'm forever blowing bubbles, pretty bubbles in the Take it easy, George. I'm the only one who knows. I'm the only one who could tell her. <laughs> and you wouldn't tell her, would you, Bill? <laughs> would you, Bill? <laughs> Bill, look at me. Bill, old pal. Uh, George, and I've been thinking, maybe we should make a few changes in your radio program. I'm not going to let you or anybody else take over my program. I've worked hard to get where I am. I struggled, I starved, but I finally made it. I achieved success. You married Gracie? Yes, I do. <laughs> no. Well, now, uh, what if I tell her about Fender, huh? Well, I'm going to tell her myself. If she loves me, she'll forgive me. I'm going right in now and confess everything. <laughs> Burns, I've been watching the garage through the kitchen window. Your husband didn't leave. He's heading for the house right now. Uh-oh. Maybe he saw the fender I smashed. Oh, I'm in for it if he did. Now, remember, Mrs. Burns, you're a lady and you're Irish. So don't degrade yourself by arguing. Just bash him with a bottle. <laughs> Call me if you need me. Hmm, the best thing for me to do is just confess everything. If he loves me, he'll forgive me. Uh... Tracy, uh, I'd like uh, George, to... before you say anything, um, don't you think that oh, when married people do something that other married people don't like, married people should forgive married people, uh, especially if they're married? <laughs> uh, we are married, aren't we, George? Well, yes, but I'm glad you feel that way, Gracie, because... I've got a little confession to make. Well, so have I, but you go first. Oh, no, no. Ladies first. Oh, no, that doesn't count. You go first in this house because you're the boss. I am? Well, you are when it fits in with what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I'll make my confession, then you make your confession. Ah. I smashed the fender on the car. Well, now for mine. I smashed... <laughs> you what? I backed up and smashed the fender. Oh, 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 you did, huh? Yeah, and now I feel better because I've confessed and you'll forgive me. Ha! Huh? Ha! Huh? 
I don't, I don't like the sound of that. I do. Give <laughs> <laughs> you indeed. Imagine refusing to let me drive the car and then going out on a wild joyride. But I only... Going uh... through traffic at 80 miles an hour. But all Knocking I... down widows and orphans. Okay, okay. You've got me over a barrel. Uh-uh. I've got you over a hat box. Hat box? That's right. Remember the hat you said I couldn't get? Yeah. Well, I'm keeping it. <laughs> oh, so you already had it. Now she did. Dashing through red lights, bumping into greyhound buses. Okay, keep the hat. Sure, and I'll get a dress to match it. Okay. Love to match the dress. Aren't you carrying this a little? Waving at blondes, throwing empty bottles in the street. Get the gloves. Get the gloves. Sure, sure, sure. And a bag to match them. Smashing the car so badly that even months wouldn't buy it. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Well, I just threw that in for the shoes I'm getting to match the bag. Oh. Well, answer the door, Barney Oldfield. Yes, dear. Well, hurry up, Los Angeles driver. Yes, dear. Good afternoon, Mr. Burns. Here's your mail. Thanks, Mr. Postman. My goodness, you sound low. Having trouble with your wife? Yes. Oh, me too. Women are beasts, aren't they? <laughs> but we men are so gullible. Along comes a pretty face and we're hooked. Yep. Come to think of it, I haven't even got that excuse. <laughs> oh, well, I guess you're happy that your wife wasn't hurt in the accident this morning. The what? Oh, it wasn't serious. She just backed into my wife's car and crumpled your fender. Gracie Crumple, the fender? Yes. I always say that it takes a woman to be a woman driver. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're so right. Well, goodbye, Mr. Postman. Goodbye, Mr. Murray. Remember, keep smiling. <laughs>